All right, we're back at the Mind Insanity, Episode 5 and Part 5 of Helena's story of her journey in the LDS Church, which is always a good time. It's so fun and not traumatizing. Not at all. <laughs> um, so last time we talked about you discovering more of the history of the church and like and finding out that the church has just had this information and like all the stuff that they keep saying, oh, it's all lies, is also can be found. Maybe in a nicer way, but still the crimes and problems are still there on the website. Uh, so now we're going to move into some more modern day. I know some things that we uh, were going to mention were like, for example, how like if we were to get sealed in the temple, uh, I, mine as a man, the man, uh, I would get sealed and my covenant essentially would be with God and blah, blah, blah. But yours would be sealed essentially instead to like me and my the covenant yeah, would be to me. Yeah, I would me. be serving you while you serve God. Yeah, which that's not sexist and culty at all. Yeah, and considering like I've been like a hardcore feminist like my entire life. Yeah. But the thing is like they don't tell you really what goes on in the Oh temple. yeah, no, it's super, it's, super. It's all super, super secret. It's like... Then you find out, like, they have, like, fucking sheets and there's hands through holes and, you're, like, secret handshakes and blood rituals. Okay, the blood rituals, admittedly, no longer exist, but it's not, like, real blood anyway. It was, like, just symbolism and it was, like, real weird. Uh, if you got anyone who remembers the Mitt Romney run for president, like, uh, Elder Holland came out and stated, like, oh, we're talking about it and, like, we don't do that. We don't do that. But the question wasn't whether we, like, you do it or not the question is have you ever and yes the answer is yes yeah. you can look this up it's on lds.org or all their changes are on lds.org honestly um but also that ended i want to say in 1991 like literally like the year i was born um that changed um that to me is pretty baffling um but anyway uh i know you wanted to talk about prop 8 yeah so i you know i already touched a little bit about you know lgbt stuff and um, all the many issues there but um, one of the other things which I really didn't like was that they were big supporters of Prop 8 um, quite a bit was donated towards it. Millions. Yeah and um, again just not a good healthy situation for especially people who are LGBT um, nowadays they kind of portray it as oh we love LGBT people like we, we just supported this bill or or something like that. And that actually happened fairly recently where like everyone's like, oh, this is great. Did you hear that we supported this? And the thing is, if you really look into it a little bit deeper, yes, the church did support it. However, they only supported it after specific clauses were added and things were changed in order to basically prevent the church from having to change anything on their end. Meaning they could still be allowed to say, no, you can't be married in the temple um, and in other ways still have their discriminatory practices, you know? And uh, that that alone really frustrated me because it's like, you know, talking about love and acceptance and everything here. And you're, you're literally using your support of this while ignoring the parts that you had them change just to make yourself look better, you know? Yeah. And that's really frustrating to me. Um, let alone just like the general attitude towards LGBT, like they have so much blood on their hands from LGBT kids who have um, been disowned, gone suicidal, or committed suicide because and Elder Oaks's hands <laughs> are completely covered in stains from blood. 
because we should fuck him with a cactus. Anyways. <laughs> we should fuck him with 30 cactuses in all his holes? Yeah. One in each nose, eye, mouth, ears, dick hole, asshole, all of it. What he's trying to talk about is basically about the super homophobic things, which Oaks has said, which essentially tied to saying, you know, kick your kids out if they're LGBT for the safety of your other kids. Yep. And, um, you know, a lot of people take that to heart. You know, a lot of people, you know, if they come out, it is a major, major thing for them because there's always a spike in the suicides in Utah specifically. Uh, in April and what is it, October or whatever? Anytime there's a general conference. Yeah, and pieces of shit like Elder Oaks makes shitty comments, you know, because they're literally like, like that dude's like been in a leadership capacity in the church since the 70s. Yeah. You know what I mean? In some way or somehow, an organization owned by the church, this man has been a cat. That's 50 years. Like, and you gotta understand, like, the guy probably wasn't, you know, 20, 50 years ago. I'm pretty sure the guy's in his 80s or 90s now. Something like that. God, he just won't die. He's like Satan's ass crack. Come yeah. to life. Anyways, you know, again, like, as we mentioned, you know, high suicide rates. It's deeply troubling for these um, kids and teens and adults to come out because they don't know if they'll be kicked out, if they'll lose... You know, their, their family be disowned. Yeah. And um, um, be shunned. Multiple members of the Quorum of 72, as well as the Quorum of the 12, have ties to incredibly dangerous, unhealthy, and very dark um, shit. Like, um, particularly when it comes to like conversion therapy, like the church yeah. itself has never officially been a part of it, but like the people running it have. And I think that is still a very important bit that. Like, you're telling me that these people who you claim, like, speak for God, okay, they are actively doing things that we know is graphically harmful, like fucking, you know, conversion Conversion therapy. therapy. You know, I have a friend who went through conversion therapy and she has brain damage from it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah. yeah, like, it's pretty, pretty fucked up. Um, and that, and some of that idea kind of also stems from some of the beliefs and cultures, and not cultures, the culture of the church and stuff like that. Because it used to be that they had this idea that you know people who were LGBT were just sinning. You know, it was their decision. Yeah, it was and a choice. It was a choice. And, and then and- people who knew what they were talking about were like, "Nah, bruh. And the church was like, "All right, it's mental illness. They're mentally ill." And once again, people were like, mm, also, not how that works. And Scourge is just like, well, fuck gay people. Or don't fuck them. That's the issue. <laughs> um, like, like, screw them. They suck. And it's Yeah, just they like, just only tie it back to the doctrine of, you know, marriage between being a man and a wife. Which is definitely not even the doctrine that was added in 1946. Um, yeah. But that's, that's another story altogether. Any users, go on, sorry. Yeah, and, and as someone who, you know, considers himself bisexual and as someone who's friends with LGBT people, you know, like, just knowing that it's not a good, healthy, safe place for them as much as they try to paint it as being a healthy, safe place for them yeah. is really frustrating because, like, if you ask anyone in the church, they'll just be like, no, we love gay people. Like, but it all boils down to as long as they aren't in a, you know, committed relationship and having sex. 
Yeah. You know, like they have to basically be celibate and Yeah. Which even like <laughs> the only part there is a guy, I forgot his name, uh, who is LDS. At least he used to be it's been a number of years since I looked it up. Uh, but he was LDS. He had two kids, he was gay, he had a wife, and like the church was like, Look, see, it works, it works and he was literally the first to go, Uh, it doesn't. It works yeah. for me. Other people should not try this. Like, just because it's possible for me does not mean it is possible for mm -hmm. everyone. And I fully support anyone who can't do it. Like, I understand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and that, like, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, what the fuck? Even your poster boy is like, <laughs> not really, guys. Yeah. Um, I'm the exception to the rule. I Again, I have no idea if he's still with his wife and whatnot. Uh, God, I hope he still has kids. <laughs> um yeah no it's, it's just shit. you know there's another example would be like david archuleta who you know is is mormon or at least was mormon and served a mission did everything right everything by the books but you know he's he's gay yeah he just can't and, get out of that yeah and he spent quite a good amount of time trying to stay in the church to change it from within and after a certain point he's like you know what no this isn't healthy for me i need to leave and so he did, Yeah, <laughs> you know, and, and that's where the kind of the point where a lot of people have to come to is like the church can be a decent place for some people, but only if you fit a certain mode, if you fall within their, um, their stuff. And if you leave everything, act everything, you know, if, if you are your standard, you know, neurotypical mm. person yeah. and straight. And, yeah. and all of it you and know? then we have their the financial situations you want to talk Ooh. about that yeah so you might have heard recently on some of the recent headlines um the church has been found out to have billions and billions and billions in essentially like an end of days fund is a church the end kind of, of days fund from it, what like, i understand <laughs> is like a hundred billion dollars or some shit it's a lot. Yeah, and then the the shell company one, which I think is even more interesting, uh, the idea that this church has uh, the financial arm of the church created shell company after shell company to hide thirty five billion dollars yeah. uh, for it, and like they had to get church leadership permission to do so. So the church was aware of it. And whatnot. Yeah. Only like, and then they were literally just charged like five million dollars, which is yeah. the equivalent of having thirty five thousand dollars in the bank and then getting charged a five dollar fine. Yeah, and literally you can find all of this. Um, if you do a quick search, you can find the actual like official things that they were charged by all the official documentation. Yeah, it's all on there. It outlines every single thing and how they were aware and how they took these measures to kind of hide the size of the portfolio. And their portfolio is in itself is messed up. Like I'm, I'm not opposed to like a rainy day fund or anything like that. I do think it's a little bit obscene that it gets into the billions. Yeah, hundred billion dollars while people in the country, in the state that you have the most Mormons in, people are starving. Your people, your members, are struggling to eat sometimes, mm -hmm. and you just have a hundred billion dollars just tucked away. Just like yeah. mm, keep paying your tithing. Yeah, I'm out. You don't pay your tithing. Right? You buy some fucking food. they've like bought malls like most recently they bought was like an amazon warehouse like yeah. i'm sorry but how does that fit into a religious institution's goals unless it's just to make money yeah and you know they, they do require 10 percent of um every member's paychecks basically like you have to pay 10 percent in your tithing 
And um, if you don't pay that 10%, you can't get a temple recommend, for example. And you need to have a temple recommend to go to the temple. And in the temple, that's where you do the sacred ordinances and practices and all the most important things that let you reach like the highest level of um, like baptizing holocaust victims <laughs> but it's also what lets you do things like get sealed in the temple so you're married with your spouse for eternity and it lets you kind of unlock the things that are supposed to be like the highest level in heaven so while they're not being directly like okay pay this fine yeah in order to have this great thing happen like the church of scientology or whatever it's literally instead. It just, is kind of like that, though. It is kind of like that because it's like it's if just you like don't a pay flat it, fee. then you don't get to go to the to the temple. Yeah, you know? or the highest level of heaven. Yeah. 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 So, so um, yeah, yeah. There's a <laughs> lot uh, of modern stuff with the church that's just really, really difficult to swallow sometimes. Um, but let's see. Uh, the other one that I really want to talk about was like, uh, so we had a whole conversation uh, one day about you officially wanting to leave um, the church. And, you know, it got boiled down to you. You're like, oh, I want to do it in a couple of months, you know, like get it done by my birthday and whatnot. And that's, you know, that's in July, mid to late July. Mm -hmm. It's mid beginning of May at the time. And I'm like, Yo, we haven't had a great marriage at some points. I was not a good person for all of it. Uh, if I had stayed that person, if I had stayed being that toxic, would you still be with me at eight years? You know, and you said no. I you would have left me by now, right? Yeah. And I was like, okay. So you have this other entity that is essentially abusive relationship in your life that's been doing it for over twenty. So what do you what are you waiting for then? And, like, I remember the aha moment on your face, just like, oh, fuck, he's right. Like, yeah. It, it was a lot. <laughs> it was lot. a hard truth. <laughs> it was. It was. Um, so, you start, you know, I, so, how it works is, uh, like, for me, when I left the church, like, three, four years ago, I, instead of doing it the correct way, I sent my uh, letter. You know, you have to send a letter um to basically say i want my stuff removed just like a paragraph long i sent it to the general uh authorities in utah and they were like no nah, you gotta go talk to your bishop so talk to the bishop and i was like all right so i went in and it was pretty short i was probably in there less than five minutes uh i walked in the guy was telling me like oh i'm gonna do this and blah blah, blah. i'm like yeah it's not gonna work I, I like i hate this place i think it's shit i you have harmed me you've harmed the people I love and I care about, it's just been a constant toxic place that I just can't handle it. I'm done with you people. I'm done with this, this institution. And he was like, you know, yeah, I, I get it. Uh, you know, it's very clear. You've made up your mind, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all right, cool. Fantastic. And I walked out. It was very short and sweet. Uh, if you want to call that, I was polite to him. I wasn't polite. What I had to say about the church, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, well, not unfortunately. I know you don't give a shit. I was I'm very fortunate. I was at least polite to him. Though I, I was probably pretty aggressive at, at the same time. Um, I think more passionate. <laughs> yeah, passionate. That's a good way to put it. Um, yeah, like that was that. But for you, it was a little bit different. Like first off, you, you knew the right way to do it this time. Yeah. Uh, so you sit down and you start writing your letter to the church. Tell us about it. So... <laughs> It, it definitely came out a little bit passive aggressive because, you know, it's 
the gist of the letter was that, you know, I, I no longer want to be a member. I don't want to be contacted. Please keep this all confidential. Yeah. Um, it also included things like, I understand that I, you know, forfeit, you know, basically every promise and blessing that they gave. Um, I understood that I, I would have none of it anymore. Um, but I, I also got, again, kind of passive aggressive with it. I, um, made it clear that, um, everyone who supports my mental health supports me leaving, that I internalize a lot of very negative, hateful things from the church that I'm trying to rebuild my identity and gain more, you know, trust in myself and worth in myself that I feel like the church kind of ended up taking away from me. And also that I told them like, you know, I didn't leave for any reason that they would say that I'm leaving. Um, I told them like, if they truly want to know why I leave, they just need to, need to take a look at themselves, you know, and then they'd be able to, um, you know, fully understand. But honestly, I don't think that the church has that kind of self-reflective capability, you know? Yeah, yeah, I know that I get that. Um, all right. So you write the letter. How did you feel writing the letter though? Like was it like therapeutic you let that I got kind of angry. Yeah. <laughs> it was definitely therapeutic just to put it into words because I mean, you know, it's it's often like a common like therapy summer. Like, you know, write write a letter to so and so who hurt you. Yeah, but you don't, don't send, send it, it. is the point. Yeah. yeah. And you're and like, No, like... we're sending this shit. <laughs> Exactly. So I got to tell them kind of like, you know, how I how I truly felt and that I didn't want to be a part of them anymore. And and that alone was just kind of therapeutic. It was both scary, but it was also therapeutic. Yeah, I get that. Uh, all right. Morning. Uh, so this uh, you write that like what? Three, four days before Sunday. Yeah. Um, I ended up calling the bishop for you to set up a meeting mm -hmm. to help you out. Um, we do it. We get the meeting set up, set up for 830. How were you feeling those couple of days beforehand leading up to it? Like, was it you getting more and more anxious? Were you getting more and more excited? Like, what was it? Like, what was going through your head? It was kind of a mixed bag. I was very anxious, for sure. Yeah. Um, it was kind of a lot to process because it went, like, really, really fast. Um, but in a way, it felt kind of like ripping off a Band-Aid, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and that makes sense. the wounds exposed. I'm definitely getting really anxious and nervous about it, but it also feels kind of right and good it's a step I'm taking for myself you know mm -hmm. um it felt like I was getting ready to say like a big F you to the patriarchy which I kind of liked <laughs> um, um yeah. it, it was a lot all right uh so you wake up that morning Sunday morning you know what you gotta do anything mm -hmm. run through your head that day any different all the way to the car I guess <laughs> honestly I was just kind of in get through this kind of mindset like I, I knew I'd get emotional, you know, I haven't been in a church building in a while. Um, I'd have to go to a church meeting and meet up with a complete stranger who was probably going to judge me and probably... Enough, not a complete stranger. <laughs> you met him on multiple Apparently, occasions. I don't remember the dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but, you know, I, I didn't really know him is the point, you know, and I was going to have to tell him that I'm just going to be leaving. I was really worried he'd be kind of judgmental or try to convince me to stay or... Something like that. And I was just like, I just need to get through this. I don't want to cry. No. Surprised me the most was a picture of black Jesus. I've never seen a black Jesus in a Mormon church ever, 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 ever. Yeah. So, so what he's talking about is like, you know, 
I was really, really nervous leading up to the interview, but I was just trying to hold it together. I was a little bit more calm than I was expecting, but very, very, very nervous still. Yeah, your gun's loaded just in case. You yeah, were ready guns loaded for a just fight. in case. Um, and I'm not a, I'm not a big fighter, you know. I am very much a, let's avoid this, you guys, <laughs> you know. I'm very good at avoidance. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we go in, it ends up going probably about as well as it could go, but... One of the, the odd things which came up was, you know, on the wall behind his desk, he had a picture of Jesus. And it's, you know, in the church, there's only, uh, you know, there's a select number of like church approved images, I guess you could say. And this was not one that I'd ever seen before. It's not a church approved one. It's one which um, had sentimental meaning to the bishop's wife. And it was literally Jesus, who looked probably the most accurate I've ever seen him. Um carrying a black lamb yeah and uh it was very similar to you know church approved ones where it's white jesus holding a white sheep (laughs) but instead it was a black sheep by you know a more accurate depiction of jesus and it was honestly really cool and it led into some really good conversations about mental health about um you know just what it's like to be an outsider in the church or to be someone who doesn't quite fit the mold and honestly, the whole conversation went a lot better than it was. I didn't leave feeling judged. I didn't leave feeling kind of beaten down or questioned or belittled in any way. It was just, you want to leave the church? All right. What's your next steps? You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, we were, you were his first, too. Like, yeah. No one had done that. Um, so, yeah, he, he was a learning goal for him, too. I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah. 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 It went pretty good. Yeah, so good. Uh, so all right, so you do that. Meeting's over. Everything goes way better than expected. Yeah. We leave. We get back in the car. And I start crying. Yeah. How'd you feel at that moment? Like obviously, like you were crying, so it's it emotional. Was, but like, yeah, it was feel? kind of all of the emotions I've been holding back just kind of like hitting me in the face. Like you did this great job, but also like. That was a lot. That was scary. Yeah. You know, like it, it was, it was a lot running through my head all at once. So it was, it was exhausting. I think I spent the rest of the day just kind of completely drained, to be honest, because all those emotions leading up to it and directly afterwards. And it's just like, okay, it's done. I can freaking take a break, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think the interesting part was actually more a little bit afterwards, like the day later and then so on, like, my my brain kind of something I wasn't expecting um because it, it felt like you know there was a logical part of my brain that was like you know this this is good this is great this is for your benefit you don't really believe it anyways like you're, you're moving on this is fantastic like it was cheering me on you know but then there was this part of my brain that I didn't even fully realize was even there that was just a scared little girl who was like why did you do this? This was a really bad idea. You're giving up your spot in heaven. You're you're gonna be, you know, cast out. It's gonna be so dangerous, bad, scary. Like this basically was just like a mantra, like dangerous, bad, scary, like this is this is not good. Um, how can you give up your spot in heaven? Like, are you really doing the right thing? Like, what if it's all true? Like it was just kinda like repeating on a loop in my head and it ended up ended up feeling in a lot of ways like those two halves of my brain like running around in circles chasing each other. Being like, this is really scary. I was like, you did a great job. Yay. You know, like, 
like literally felt like they were chasing each other in circles over and over and over and it was exhausting like I, I was not expecting it to be honest because like I've been thinking about this for for years at this point I just didn't didn't do it because I was worried about you know what my family would think what they would say I didn't want to hurt them you know it just seemed like it would have been like a selfish decision but I ended up having to decide, you know, it's okay to be selfish and live for, for me for once, to make my own decisions and prioritize my well-being, even if it makes them a little bit uncomfortable. And that wasn't an easy realization. So for my brain to suddenly start running in circles around each other was really unexpected. It's also a, it's also a trauma response in itself, is that, like, like, I think people who haven't gone through healing processes when it comes to trauma... Uh, I know I was like this, actually, where I thought, like, the idea of talking to your inner child in any way is ridiculous. Like, of course you don't actually do that. No, you sometimes genuinely do. Like, mm. if, whether it's all in your head or you do it out loud, some part, part of healing for a lot of people is genuinely having that conversation with their their inner child. And uh, I think your therapist mentioned that. And Yeah, she, she recommended that I actually talk to the little girl you know and let her know everything will be okay yeah and uh how did you feel about that <laughs> it was work i didn't want to do but at the same time like this makes sense like even after like saying it i could just feel like that part of my brain calmed down a little bit i was like crap <laughs> i have more work to do you know, but she, she was, she was right. I think, uh, you know, I still have to do a lot of that work, but I think just kind of telling young me like, Hey, this is fine. Like, you know, you didn't like, you didn't really choose any of this. Like, this is something which was all you were told. And yeah, it's, it's different. It's scary. It's the unknown, but the unknown is also an adventure. Yeah. Um, so now two weeks later, uh, mm-hmm. how do you feel? Um, well, granted, your, your journey's not over, even with the no. LDS Church, unfortunately, you don't have the official word that you're out and you're, no. and whatnot. And obviously, trauma doesn't work that way. It's not like leaving the church. It's like, all right, all my trauma is fixed. But like, right now, how do you feel? I feel like I'm on the right path. Um, it, again, it's still a lot to process. It's still a lot more work I have to do. Um, I haven't received the full letter, and I feel like I'm gonna, probably going to go through a whole lot more once that comes in. Um, but it, it, it feels right. Like I'm finally making decisions for myself and only for myself. And, um, yeah, I'm learning that that's okay. Yeah. It is. I think it's such an important, important, important lesson. Um, if you could, if you could say anything to that little girl who's freaking out, you know, about this, what would you say? What, what, what do you, what do you wish someone had told you? I actually, here, I'm going to paint a picture for you. I, I love this picture. I want you to think of the little girl who watched Lord of the Rings, you know, and saw Eowyn. I want you to think of the little girl who read about, um, Alana, the lioness and the protector of the small and the little girl who was sitting there watching Mulan <laughs> and whatnot. What would you say to her? The one thing you just wish someone had said to you, knowing now what you know now, the journey that you've been on now, what would you say? That they had to go and find their own truth. They had to 
break the expectations of their parents to figure out themselves, and it's okay to do that. You okay? It's emotional. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot. You've been through so fucking much. Like, like this is only the church story too. There's so many <laughs> yeah. more stories to tell, uh, and whatnot. And this is probably the bigger, bigger story though. Like, this is like the one where like. It's one of the harder ones because it has so many layers. Yeah. You know, where with, like, things like the shooting, for example, like, that was a one-time event, which did have, like, rippling effects throughout my being and yeah. existence and stuff. It really opened up the worm, can of worms. It really of, did. Like, trauma. Like, wait, this is how trauma works. Yeah. Oh, shit, I'm traumatized from a bunch of shit. Exactly. It, it kind of opened the door for a lot of things and let me realize other things, but it was, like, still a, a singular event. Mm. Where this is instead trauma that affected every aspect of my being. Yeah. So I've had to completely rewrite my entire identity. Yeah. You know, and it, it's a lot of work. It'd be way easier just to stay in the church. But after a certain point, it's like, at what point is staying worse for me than, than going? Yeah. Yeah. I... Yeah. Um. Let's see. So yeah, now with everything, what are your current beliefs? Um. Obviously, we you know you don't believe in the church anymore. You left that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, or are leaving it? Uh. What? How do you feel about? Actually, fun fact for you, by the way. By the time this airs, this episode specifically that we're recording, odds are you'll already have your paperwork back, Oof. and we'll be recording episode or part six of your story. Of getting that in and uh, oh goodness, <laughs> kind of, kind of getting an update on how you're feeling. Um, opening the letter, reading the letter, that whole shebang. Uh, but uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, what do you believe now? Do you still believe in Yahweh? Um, I don't really know at this point if I believe in God. Like, I think if there's anything that I would consider anything remotely divine, it would honestly just be the earth and existence, if that makes sense. Um, And, you know, I I think Jesus is a great role model as a person, even if I don't believe I need to follow that in any kind of, like, structured way. But there's also a lot of other um, things where you can get inspiration and learn lessons from beyond just Jesus. I just think he's a cool dude, and that's, that's a kind of about it, you know? And Some um, lessons are pretty great. Yeah, like, like I'm all for, you know, love and acceptance and, you know, all, all that all that crap, you know? But um, I don't place as, like, very much weight in it. I think, you know, again, you can find beautiful lessons in pretty much anything at this point. Um, like I've just been reading Les Mis. Les Mis is a great example, you know, of, of great lessons and kind of the gray zone sometimes in morality and and all that stuff. But um, I think if anything, my beliefs probably fall a bit more in, I guess, more more traditional, like much much older ideas and, and philosophies. Um, you know, reconnecting with nature, not living in excess. Um, slowing down a little bit um, and just you know loving people like you, you know like no no agenda no corporation or anything like that just don't be a dick to each other don't be a dick to the earth you know you can find a lot of healing a lot of great connection to 
you know, existence. Like even just, you know, I, I love ecology, for example, just seeing how complex and intricate the web of, um, of ecosystems can be, you know, it's like, there's a lot of beauty to be found in that, a lot of wonder that you can find. And I, I want to be, you know, as a supporter, I want to be at, at one with all of that and just, just, just love. <laughs> yeah. Seems like a. Don't be a dick. <laughs> don't be a dick. Rule one, don't be a dick. Rule two. See rule one. <laughs> See rule one. Why do you need more rules than that one? Yeah, just focus on your well-being, focus on your betterment, and help everyone else too. All right, all right. And so, with this journey of the LDS one almost over, what's uh, what's some of the next steps? Um, I know when we first started recording, you were you really just wanted to let it out. But now that that some of this is out, and like obviously, I think we'll probably have other episodes where we just kind of discuss the church and some of the weird silliness of it sometimes, uh, or other topics as they come up. But like. What is the next step um, for you when it comes to LDS Church? Will you be more of a advocate for ex-Mormon stuff like some other people do? Will you um, just continue on your own journey and see where that leads you? Where are we going? What are we doing? Probably my own journey. Like, you know, I'm, I'm all for people finding their own journey. But I don't necessarily know that I'm the right person to be a leader in that sense or to find purpose through the education of others you know it's a very emotional very exhausting process to to you know come to realize a lot of things about the church or to to realize that your beliefs don't align with it or that your morality is different from theirs yeah and um that's something where you know it's everyone's personal journey and i, I want it to be theirs and i don't also feel like i need to be a part of it unless Unless I need someone to talk to, you know? Um, but I don't feel the need to go blasting a bunch of stuff. Well, that's not what I meant by blasting. I meant, like, helping and supporting others, like... Yeah, it's like, you know, I'll be there to help and support, but I'm not likely to do, like, a YouTube channel exclusively about that kind of thing. Like, this yeah. is kind of the furthest I would want to go, mm-hmm. is just sharing my experience. I don't want to convince anyone about, you know, anything just kind of lay out what it was like for me, lay out some of what I learned, you know? Um, And I think my next step is just to keep chipping away at the things that I have internalized from the church and I guess kind of finish rewriting who I am. Um, Because right now it's been mainly a lot of peeling away the layers and now I need to start building the, the clay up around it again and start putting myself back together more fully. So it'll be a lot of, I guess, self-reflection, a lot of um, supporting myself, learning, I guess, who I am without the church and um, deciding everything for myself. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that, I think is honestly all I have. I don't have a lot of other questions. Is there anything you want to add at the end of this? Just anything else you have left to say? Fuck the patriarchy. <laughs> Elder Oaks needs to get fucked with the cactus. <laughs> I think that's more your truth, less mine. Although I, I, I wouldn't object if someone, you know. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that guy. Oh my god. With a cactus. Like, if you can get a dildo, like, that's a cactus. No, like, strap honestly, on. though, like, in reality, like, Oh, that was my reality. I, I don't... 
I don't wish him harm. I just wish him to see and understand the harm he has done. If that makes sense. I cannot respect you are a better person than <laughs> me. Because I would much rather see him get fucked with a cactus. <laughs> Repeatedly. Like. Like Eiffel Towered by two people with cactuses. Kind of. Mm. Yeah. Fucked with a cactus heart. That dude has caused so much harm to the world, to friends and family, and like so many people I know, that guy can suck on a cactus while one gets jammed up his anal glands. Um, but anyway, yeah, that, that's all I have. I've got nothing else. So if yeah. you don't have anything else, we're gonna call it uh, early ends at almost forty minutes. Um. Yeah, this has been quite the fun story, though. Just don't be a dick and eat cookies. <laughs> yes, eat cookies. And for any of you thinking about leaving the church, my only real recommendation for you is yes, get the recipes first. Get oh, that too. <laughs> <laughs> right, therapy. That's what I meant. Uh, get the recipes and get therapy. Um, and you eat need cookies it. during therapy. Yeah, and you'll get those wonderful Jesus cookies. God damn it. <laughs> uh yeah no honestly i'll be it um i don't know how much helena will be joining me after this uh this is was just something i really wanted to do or talk about her story and what she's been going through last i don't know i think it's like a good six months of this like it's just been like really the hardest summer, yeah, yeah like it's just been the if focus not a little of, bit more yeah um odds are i want to talk about other things coming up eventually like i anything environmental climate change related you're going to be a part of um one of the other ideas i really kind of want to talk about i'm not sure if everyone or anyone would really be down for it is to get a couple people that we know maybe like renee and like skywalker a couple others to talk about the school shooting and like how it affected their lives and of course i think you should be involved in that um and uh polyamory um sexuality in general like bisexuality uh women's sexual health might be a really interesting and fun conversation i think i would probably have you back on and talk yeah. about uh, as long as we have other people and anytime i just need a partner to bounce shit off i'm just gonna bring you in and just make you so you'll see all of me a lot <laughs> yeah so i just don't know when uh as these are these are the first five episodes um but I'm sure we will definitely hear back from you eventually. Um, yeah, that was that was super fun. That uh, was so, a lot. That was a, so a lot. Um, I think um, I'm going to figure out a way uh, at the end of this. Um, odds are by the time this airs, there should be uh, a Q&A thing going uh, where people can go ask questions mm -hmm. and we'll try to answer and maybe just make a video. Or not a video, uh, a, a episode where we, we just go over those. Oh, yeah, I can do a Q&A. Uh, answers. Um, maybe we'll wait for, like, the update to finally record it and stuff. Um, but, yeah. Uh, and then maybe some other ways to just, like, talk and, like, maybe figure out some ways to... Some good sources. Not sources. Like, good resources for people mm -hmm. um, who are trying to leave the church or want to leave the church. You just want information from the church. You just... Don't want the super aggressive ex Mormon experience, but also don't want because I granted like if you can't figure it out over five episodes, I am that. Helena is much more the kind-hearted, nicer version of like here is a 
pleasant way to do it. And I'm just like, rip that scab off, bitches. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, we will have some resources down there. Um, and anyone, maybe some resources on people who just really want to leave and just need a lecture support or help. And we'll have some. Yeah. And if you're struggling with mental health, remember it's, it's okay to reach out. Yeah. Definitely. If you've been triggered by anything, there are resources for you. Yeah. Um, um and Please understand that my journey in the church was very short and sweet. Let's call it sweet. Um, Helena's, while obviously traumatic for her, um, her leaving the church, like the entire thing of meeting up the bishop, I think just going fantastically pleasant is not normal. Uh, there yeah. are hundreds of stories. I'm in contact of, I mean, with all of my family, even yeah. though I left. Yeah. Like, like she I, has lucked out I in a lot out. of ways. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it, it is not easy that easy for everyone and uh please do not like try it and it not be easy for yeah. you like this we is understand. not an endorsement for you to try and leave if it is toxic for you yeah like well, if it's unhealthy for you to do so like yeah. make sure however you go about it if you do that you take care of yourself yeah um always take care of yourself make sure whatever you're doing whatever decision you're doing is the best possible for your mental health and your well-being uh, other than that, have a great one. It has been a great pleasure sitting here for over six hours recording these episodes uh, and whatnot. Uh, yeah. We're going to go make cookies. Are we really going to go make I'm cookies? I'm making cookies. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I'm going to get cookies tonight. Yeah. Doses, everybody.